When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about. The other day I went on a TikTok rampage. I'm sorry, y'all. I just saw a red bird cross my path. Yes. I'm outside. Yeah. But the other day, I was going through a put it finger down rampage on TikTok. It was like one account and then I don't know. I just it went into you know how it is. You you're just going down a deep dark path of repeated things or whatever. Whatever. So I wanted to do a the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, put a finger down. So are you ready? Put a finger down if you are a tree hooker. Put a finger down if you are someone who likes to tell yourself stories to go to sleep. Put a finger down if you do not have a favorite color. Put a finger down if when you were little, Barney was your go-to guy. He was your purple dinosaur. Put a finger down if your birthday is in May. Put a finger down if you do not like boogers. (laughs) Congratulations, you're now a listener of the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. You know, as I'm thinking about it, it's true that I am one of those people who does go down the, what do they call it? The hole, the rabbit hole. I go down into those moments where you're just on something. <laughs> you just keep going for You get lost, basically. It's social media, Tumblr, uh, Twitter. It could be YouTube. It could even be, you know, even I feel like that's the binge aspect of being on Netflix and just continuously watching things. And next thing you know, you spent five hours, five unproductive hours of just mosing about, lollygally, lollygagging, lollylagging too, dilly-dallying, just, you know, mindlessness it's it's terrible but it's it's what we have become listen at the end of the day well what i will say is this because i was gonna say something else but they're doing the thing with the tiktok and all that kind of stuff and here's the thing they've been trying to do these battles of social media apps and internet wandering attacks since the internet came about i mean honestly i remember in 2000 them trying to do something i remember being in high school and they were like you know it's too much access you know it's just like the reason why it never really comes to fruition is because it always will come back to them Like, at the end of the day, if you try to say, like, oh, this is, 
some kind of mass destruction of the minds. It's like, is it though? And then if 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 it is, why you want it? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of thing <laughs> that social media and the internet. You know, I just it just is laughable that they're always trying to tear these different things down when we got real problems you know wars and people starving and things it's like at the end of the day yes online is kind of weird social media it can be funny it can and I don't mean in the haha way I mean in the ooh la la way like sometimes social media is a dangerous place sometimes the internet is a dangerous place but nine times out of ten nine out of ten it's a wonderful place and it's truly about you know what you're looking at on it because well now they have you know the algorithm is everybody's go-to word to describe it but the truth is it's always been there you know that's not a new concept the internet learns itself it learns you it's been like that since its inception social media the same it's getting better at it you know another thing is and i for you know we forget this and i'm surprised people don't really think about this or I don't see it being talked about more often, but you know, age is something to consider with everything from a tree to you to the internet. And I just, sometimes we really have to think like what age is Twitter and technically Twitter is like what in its teenage years of existence, TikTok is a toddler, you know, it's like these things are young still there's more to it there's more to grow and learn and get better and I don't know I'm just going on a tangent but sometimes I just feel like it's a waste of time and sometimes we should just let things grow naturally and back in my day (laughs) even though I'm a millennial back in my day like when social media was first popping off and you didn't even it wasn't on phones it was on your desktop or laptop you they were constantly changing it you know what I'm saying it was like MySpace was so big but then once MySpace came to kind of like a standstill of sorts other uh social media apps or not apps but social media platforms is the word would pop up and you know you had your tagged and your bebos and everything and they may have died out but with those dying other things sprouted from it you know like a twitter like a facebook i mean my goodness i don't know if y'all remember when facebook came out (laughs) you know it's just i don't know as much as i i feel like i could write a book about social media in general and my thoughts on it and maybe I will maybe I'll write a paper or something you know if I go back to school but it's just like I really wish sometimes people would take a breather and you know put it down because you may value and understand that it's still a growing industry world child teen of its own you know what I'm saying like I don't think people understand the the concept of that and but you know I do want to get off topic but these birds <laughs> are in the background and they are great and beautiful and it's been geese you know I love a good um outside birds chirping moment and so 
I hope you're enjoying that. I hope it's not bothering you. I know a lot of people get bothered by the birds chirping and stuff. I think it's, you know, the nagging sound of it or whatever, or the ongoing sound, but I love a good bird chirp. I love a good I'm alive moment the birds remind me of. So maybe this could be your moment to say, you know, let me go outside, get off a twiddle, whatever, and hear the birds. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make something inspirational and poetic because it is April. It is Poetry Month. So, National Poetry Month. So, yeah. I just hope it's it's not uh, distracting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I love... I'm a nature girly, and I do like standing outside sometimes. And just really standing and taking in everything because... It's beautiful out here and the colors and everything. It just, it's therapeutic. And I kind of wish, I really wish I could walk around my neighborhood, but I don't really feel protected. Even with my wooden stake that I have, I kind of wish I had a dog, but, you know, maybe to double down on protection. I don't know, but whatever. In the meantime, I can just stand in front of my house crystal of the month is obsidian listen like i said on the last pod um my favorite crystal truly top five top three really and it is um created from volcanoes i personally think with it being a grounding protective stone that you should carry it anywhere it's one of those stones that you really could carry with you anywhere it's no particular place i would say to put it i say just put it just have it in your purse your pocket whatever your sock whatever's comfy but put it on you know what i'm saying because it just works your mind you feel better you feel protected you feel grounded i it is what it is, man. I don't I don't know. You know, when it comes to things like that, special rocks of earth, it's hard to explain to people, you know, metaphysics. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. But like anything, it's something to it. It's something to it. Speaking of volcanoes, what's going on with people wanting to go to Hawaii, even though Hawaiians don't want them to come? Now, here's the thing. I saw an advertisement the other day, which I was shocked by that was advertising for people to come to Hawaii and I was intrigued because I'm like I always hear about people from Hawaii saying they don't really want tourists because somehow tourism is affecting them and let's look more into that so okay we're back inside and the article I found, there's multiple articles, you know, if you're looking for a reason or you're trying to find an answer to a question, of course, you can find whatever you need to find. And so this article that I saw that I thought was cool because it has a post from an account on, and I'll share, of course, the article on the Twitter account and Facebook, but 
this one has someone posting from their account on Instagram. And I love this little, I don't even know what you call it. I guess meme or picture or graphic of your Hawaiian vacation contributes to. So I'll just read these, some of these. And this is the situation of why Hawaiian people do not prefer for their native Hawaiians do not prefer for their home to be a place for tourists. So basically the displacement of Hawaiians is due to tourism development. That's one thing. Gentrification, of course, if you're any person of color, more than likely you're familiar with that term and what it can do. So gentrification through income generating properties, Airbnb, rentals, luxury real estate, right? The necessity of a vast permanent underclass to serve wealthier visitors. So basically people who are underprivileged, transient, etc. from this place, you know, having to make less, do less, but work harder just to fulfill the needs of the wealthier visitors, basically. Cultural genocide through colonized narratives, redefining cultural mores and practices, language, and aloha. So that's interesting. Basically, cultural genocide through cultural appropriation. The um, harmful tropes like hypersexualized hula girls or doormat natives, the desecration of and restricted access to sacred cultural sites. I also saw another article that was talking about basically the preservation of native Hawaiian remains and cemeteries being uprooted or just buried or or um buildings being built over on top of them so there's the the whitewashing of the illegal takeover and ongoing occupation of the sovereign kingdom of hawaii i think a lot of people forget that the they native hawaiians had their own i mean this was their land you know what i'm saying period like and I don't think, I think because people are just obsessed with Hawaii being an island and being a place that they can vacay, that they forget, like, <laughs> no, it was definitely colonization, babe. The, um, the diversion of water and other crucial resources to maintain and expand tourism infrastructure, the prioritization by government of tourism dollars over the interests of Native residents, Rampant industrial and individual pollution of Hawaiian land and water. Um, food insecurity and outside dependency that comes from a tourist-based economy as opposed to traditional sustainability. You know, it's just sad. And I get it. And, I mean, I've never... For the reason that Hawaii is an active volcano land, 
of islands and things. I've never really wanted to necessarily go. There was no eagerness. But years ago when Hawaiians became more verbal about the fact that they weren't too pleased with tourism and they didn't want, if people could, please, you know, keep in mind, like they're trying to fight for their rights and things and that they didn't want tourists and visitors and such, you know, I respected it immediately because I'm like, you know, I'm from the African-American diaspora for one. And number two, it ain't nothing but a G thing. Like if people are asking you not to do something, I think it's kind of plain and simple. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just not really that complicated for me, especially considering there's so many other places to fucking go, but whatever. And another interesting tidbit is apparently COVID really, really messed up whatever they were, the path they were going on and trying to protect their lands and everything like that. And because of the cheap, because you know, or maybe you don't know, Hawaii is, of course, because of where it is and everything like that, it's been kind of expensive to go. But when COVID dropped, I mean, over the years, of course, it's become cheaper. But when COVID dropped during 2020, the the, the flight tickets were really cheap and people were going constantly that who probably never would have gone before. And then the boom of last year um, of people finally, you know, because technically we're still in a pandemic, quote unquote. Well, we never really had an ending. I don't think there's really ending or a final, final countdown to a pandemic, but last year it was uh, it was a boom also in travel basically so it you know ruptured more problems and um yeah and i know that also when the colonization happened it was a thing of some I, and i don't know the the ins and outs again i hope that you'll if you're curious about the topic you'll really get into it cuz i'm not going to get too deep into it but i do remember if i'm not mistaken there was a treaty once the colonization took place, there was some kind of treaty signed that if they, if you were, had Hawaiian blood, you were able to get at least free housing or something like that or free or get like a piece of property on the island. And now because of, and you know, this happens and I don't know if it's purposeful or what, but because of the mixing with other groups of people, the Hawaiian, native Hawaiians are fighting to expand like the the three-fourths or something like you know and I'm good not good at fractions either but basically if you have more of I mean less Hawaiian blood that you can get the land because they're so they so much want to get that land um and I'm not really doing a great at all <laughs> explanation of what's going down over in Hawaii but you know it's just something to think about you know I just Hawaiian native Hawaiian people have been saying for years I mean literally probably about eight years now please don't come if you can you know what I'm saying and it's like people don't give a fuck and it's kind of weird I think but hey and I just thought that was curious since obsidian is a glass volcanic rock basically so <laughs> book of the month is where the sidewalk ends poems and drawings by Shell Silverstein when Something to remember about the book 
when the 30th anniversary edition was published in 2004, 12 new poems were included and they can only be found in the 30th anniversary edition, which I thought was pretty cool. In Freaky Friday News, okay, and I've been, I really, I've forgotten about this, but I was looking through my email just now and I forgot. So in Freaky Friday News, Austria's beekeepers are racist. So basically, in Corinthia, which is a state of Austria, the law now, <laughs> the law favors light-skinned bees over dark-skinned bees. And basically, they are trying to eradicate, kill the darker bees to get because what they believe is a better honey. So basically this guy is trying to defend his bees who were facing execution because they were darker and he has a colony basically. And I'm trying to figure out, let me see the article. Okay. So this this beekeeper, like I was saying, he has his bees. He has basically darker skinned bees. Let's just keep it a buck, you know what I'm saying? And he's trying to, you know, he's doing his thug thizzle. Thank you so much for trying to be this bee person. And he's saying how his bees are healthy, industrious, docile, right? Docile. And so, but I guess when they have the bee... I don't even know what you call that, <laughs> but the be, the people who, you know, really, and I hate to use this terminology, but be overseers, I'm assuming, who check on and keep up with what these beekeepers are doing. He was the, the person, whoever was checking or the people who were checking were, you know, he's thinking like, hey, my bees are cool, docile, again, that word choice, but the bees demeanor was not the interest of, oh, that's what they call it, the state inspector, right? It was the color of the bees. And so my he's the man is saying my bees were too dark. And the bee, I'm trying to get the right terminology, the bee state inspector, I don't know what that means. Leather, he was saying, <laughs> I'm sorry, that when he reported the bees, of this man who was named Mr. Hunter from Australia, Austria, excuse me, Lord, Austria, he was saying the bees were leather brown orange. And to conform with the law, Mr. Hunter would have to replace his dark queens with light gray ones. I mean, let's just think about this for a minute, y'all. First of all, just in general, what bees do <laughs> they're pollinators you know what i'm saying and we got these people in austria i mean hey their history precedes itself clearly or something 
we got these state inspector B folk talking about this man's bees are too dark. I'm just saying. So yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and I'm again, you know, I I'm one of them things I like to just tap into it and not get too deep because that's up to you and your interests. But I just want to let y'all know that that's what kind of things, you know, while children are being taken from their homes, you know, people are starving. We have people in countries worried about the color of a bee. Just wanted to throw that out there for y'all, right? So <laughs> that's what we're working with. And sometimes you learn information. You're just like, what are, what are we supposed to be doing with this? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do I need to know that I'm in a world with people who want to uphold be racism or what is that even is it racism is it speciesism you know it's like now I'm trying to figure out what is even what I'm like okay now we got to even you know now that's got me thinking about what is wow is there a word for the discrimination of a spe of one species to another. It's got to be a word for that. I'm gonna look that up eventually. Okay, so word of the day is cloying, and it means excessively sweet, rich, or sentimental, especially to a disgusting or sickening degree. Example sentence: I was in a romantic, rather cloying story. And there you have it. Okay. So quote of the day is by writer and 1962 Nobel Peace Nobel Nobel Prize in literature winner John Steinbeck um, from the journal of a novel, The Last East Eden Letters. And it is, but I do feel strange, almost unearthly. I'll never get used to being alive. It's a mystery. Always startled to find I've survived. Love a good quote like that. I am queen disassociator. So, you know, every day is like, wow. <laughs> okay. So happy poetry month. April showers. Bring May flowers. Song of the day. Is Sometimes it snows in April by Prince. Happy Friday.